It's tomorrow down under, but neither long flights nor weeks on the road will stop Trader Cobb from providing us with the latest crypto trader update. He's here today to give us a lay of the land as we're in early November, and we don't make too many jokes at his expense, but there's definitely a few good ones in there. Why he agrees to come on the show is still a mystery to us. I guess some people are gluttons for punishment, like you, for example. I mean, here you are, back for more badness. So as long as you're here, we plan on being here as well. And Trader Cobb is here. So let's get started with episode number 332 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? Hiya! What's happening? Joel Com here. Travis right over there. Well, you'd be, if you're there, you're here. I'm confused now. Can we Where, start over? Everywhere you go, there you are. That's, That's all you need to know. Heard in over 570 countries. <laughs> On different planets, I guess. 800 billion downloads of the show. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. People in Alien and, you know, different uh, galaxies, they love the bad crypto. The Tribbles from Star Trek listen to our show now. <laughs> and now you know the real trouble with Tribbles. The trouble with Tribbles is Tribble when you talk. Is there bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome. Got a great show for you today, especially for those of you interested in trading the cryptos. Trader Cobb of Australia is back with us for his monthly roundup, what he's looking at right now, what he's seeing in the markets. He'll give you some analysis because we are not analyzers. We are not. Show sponsor for today. I want to give a huge shout out to eToro. eToro is awesome. You can check it out at badco.in forward slash eToro. We've worked out a pretty sweet deal for U.S. residents. If you go in and uh, sign up with a brand new account and deposit $50 in that account and then execute a trade on one of their 15 cryptos and let us know, we will send you $25 worth of bitcoin pretty exciting they have a great trading platform over there you can also do some you know uh, practice trading they have the system there where you can have a hundred thousand dollars worth of fake money and you can buy and trade all you want pretty handy you want to check it out over 11 million other eToro traders are over there discussing trading you can also copy trades from the best people over there it's pretty sweet Create an account today, badco.in forward slash eToro. Also, big shout outs to our other sponsor, mobipay.io. Of course, the winner of the token tank at World Crypticon. These guys have a MobiPay ecosystem with three core applications that lets users spend or send money and digital cryptocurrencies worldwide from your mobile phone in absolutely seconds, even if you don't have a bank account. They support cashback programs on purchases with MobiCoin. That's your integrated reward and payment token connecting all fiat and major cryptos directly to the global retail marketplace. This is cool stuff, gang. Go to mobipay.io and you can claim $10 in free MBX tokens, mobipay.io. Oh, yeah. It's Trader Cobb. His name's not Bob. He's a bit of a slob, but he's not a knob. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you're... I don't know if you're a slob or not. Trader knob. Welcome. To- <laughs> 
He's back for the November markets update, and we're going to talk about how he's viewing the markets now that crypto appears to be maybe recovering. Welcome back, uh, Mr. Craig Cobb, a.k.a. Not Trader Knob. Well, it's always a pleasure, gentlemen. It's always a pleasure. And I've got to say, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, this guy has done, I think, 28 to 30 hours of travel from wonderful Bondi Beach to a wonderful Malta. So if I'm a little bit off key tonight, then that is why. But don't worry. I'll keep it real. Well, we are time stamping this recording for November the 5th. It's 12.05 Mountain Standard Time. I guess it's the 6th. That's tomorrow, wherever you are. And uh, the crypto market caps are currently sitting at $253 billion, almost with Bitcoin at $93.35. This is going to air on the 9th. So let's, let's talk as though this is here and now. What in the world is happening in the markets? Well, oh, well, since last time we spoke, I mean, that downtrend really kicked in. We, we broke that 7,800 handle. And um, look, there's a fair bit of divergence on that daily break. I'm talking about a daily break here, guys. So, you know, we broke down on the daily time. It was a fair bit of divergence. But, I mean, goodness gracious me, what a wonderful little run that we had over those two days. I mean, we, we, we went from a low of 73.33, roughly around on Bitfinex chart, to a high of, what was that, 10,000 and, no, 9,000, oh, sorry, hang on, that's the wrong count, 10,418 currently, like you say, 93. I mean, Wooshka, what a wonderful move that was. And I think it was based off the back of a bit of China sentiment. Isn't that right, lads? Yeah, as soon as uh, Xi, as soon as the, the president of China said, hey, we're all in on blockchain, the market responded pretty quickly to that. And, you know, it was on a nice little downtrend, it looked like. And then all of a sudden, China says, yay, blockchain, and then poof. It took off. So that was kind of wild to watch. Well, the, re the really impressive thing about it, I think, gents, is that for the last couple of well, well, for the last, what, yeah, two two weeks or so, we kind of held a lot of those gains. And I mean, look, it used to be, I can remember trading uh, dollar against the yen. And whenever the, the Japanese government would intervene with the currency, it was always a wonderful time to be shorting it because the market would never be held up by one central bank alone, right, or one country alone. Mm. And Bitcoin is kind right. of its own, like, country, if that makes I know that sounds weird, but it's kind of its own, like, non-country country, if that makes sense, a, a decentralized land of the beings. And, um, it, well, I mean, we, we've really tested that 9,000 handle for quite some time, man, and we, we have held above and we still remain above and we're consolidating and there's not a lot happening. But I'll tell you what, not a lot happening around, well, above 9,000 is a hell of a lot better than not a lot happening below 7,000. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this, because you, you're in Australia and you have the Australian dollar. So when you trade, are you thinking in US dollars? Or are you talking and thinking in Australian dollars? Always US, mate. I mean, you know, Bitcoin's a, uh, it, it, it's its own world. But when I trade, I'm trading against the USD. If I'm, if I'm going to trade the XBT or the Binance, sorry, the BitMEX contract, which I do like to trade because it does have good volume and uh, high levels of margin, I mean, it's crossed with the USD. Most of the contracts are crossed with the USD. If you are going to trade against the AUD or your local currency, you'll tend to find that volumes are relatively insignificant in comparison. Mm. So I'm, I am always talking to the US dollar price. So, you know, here we are uh, almost six months out from the happening, and, mm. and of course, everybody's got opinions uh, and some are saying, well, the price is built in, even though that's never traditionally been 
you know, what's happened in Bitcoin. What are your current thoughts? Are we going to see a nice run up to, you know, before the having followed by, you know, descent? Or do you feel like we're looking at a more, you know, calm time where it's going to be relatively stable and we're going to break tradition? Look, it's a super great question, but it's just such a hard one to answer. I mean, look, I look at the charts. Um, so when it comes to halving and whatnot, I mean, yes, I know that there is evidence around certain uh, events occurring within this market, the halving being one of those where Bitcoin has traditionally had a pretty solid run. But from my perspective, I just, I mean, I read charts. That, that's what I do. That's where my, that's where my bread and butter is, guys. I've been doing it for 13 years. Like, I, I don't tend to question anything outside of that. And one thing I can say to the positive side, uh, of Bitcoin uh, is just exactly uh, how it looks on the monthly chart. Now, I know you can't see a monthly chart here, but to all the listeners, and of course, even though this will go out uh, later on in November, what you will see if you care to take a moment to have a look is you'll see Bitcoin sitting right smack bang in what I call the cradle zone in between the 10 and 20 period moving average. So if we can break the high of 2019, which is 13,764, what we'll have then is obviously we'll have to have broken through the high of this bullish monthly candle, which currently sits at uh, 10,480, and we'll have a high, low, and a high, and high. Now, heaven forbid, if that was to occur, then we would be looking pretty good for all-time highs coming through to end of 2019 or early 2020. Now, of course, that's not a prediction at all. It's just talking about if X, Y, and Z were to occur, probabilities of the next X, Y, and Z are likely. This current price action we're seeing at the moment, it's really important in my eyes, really important because the monthlies take so bloody long to actually do anything. So it's a nice little pullback and hopefully we can push on. I think that maybe on the next time that we get together, maybe for the December training, maybe we do a little bit of video. That way we can sort of have that as a some ancillary you know, information to show people because you're looking at specific charts, you're looking at specific indicators that other people maybe aren't looking at. So that might, that might be handy to, to sort of take a look at. I see I'll, the charts in my mind, though. I'm like, <laughs> I see all the, the colorful. Well, well, you're very smart. You're a very intelligent fellow. Um, what about what about this? So we haven't mentioned this yet because this just happened yesterday. But uh, Stellar mm. has burned. They've gone through a process where they're burning $50 billion of their tokens. And it looked like, you know, according to CoinGecko right now, that over the last you know 24 hours, it's been up 20%. And over the last seven days, it's up 28%. Now, is that something that you normally keep an eye on? And we were talking offline about how you have some of these ancillary trades going on, and you, you just use that to convert that over to Bitcoin later on. How, how do you yeah. manage that? Yeah, mate. Good look, Trav. Yeah, we definitely were speaking about that earlier. I mean, look, I, I, I manage my – I've got two portfolios, right? One's my trading which is built in SaaS, yeah? So I'm, I'm, I'm trading typically 90% of the time back into Bitcoin or Ethereum, depending on the trade, right? But they're the two I sort of focus on. With Bitcoin having the most volume, that's the place I play in the game, right? Uh, I think Bitcoin has, I mean, it, it's the big dog. It, it, it's the most, if you want to have a sound asset or, you know, within this space, it is probably the most sound to have. So I trade it, and I also have an investment portfolio that I manage as well. Now, my investment portfolio has changed over the last 18 months. I focus more on the top 10. Um, and look, I've got to tell you right now that the top 10 investments in my portfolio, I mean, when I'm talking about that, it, it, it's not based on a trade. 
per se. It's based more on the what I've learned from this market. I mean, don't forget, I, I've been trading and investing for, for basically my whole life. So you do get to notice patterns and formations and things that occur, not just technically, but also the way markets move. And in this, mar- in this market, this crypto blockchain market, gosh darn, do we not see some super, super duper moves? And yes, we do. So for me, portfolio is currently split about 80% Bitcoin, 20% across a number of alts in the top 10. And that's not because of trading. And it's not because I know anything about the projects. It's got nothing to do with that because I know what I don't know. And I'm good at what I do know because I ignore what I don't know. I don't try and get better at that. Now, so for me, I will hold a number of these top 10 asset classes for the simple purpose that some things are just not tradable, guys. You know, like if you look at uh, Bitcoin SV, for example, I mean, it is, it's got to be said, it's the most volatile top 10 that we currently have. So if it's the most volatile top 10, I mean, we talk about weeks, I mean, we, we go back, we've got 62%, we've got 80%, we've got another month there where it's down 30%, up 38 I mean, we, we see these ginormous fluctuations in the price of BSV, but does that necessarily make it tradable? And the answer is no, because a lot of these moves in something, and the only reason I'm using BSV is because it is the most volatile within our top 10. Often they're not tradable because they just pop. Now, the reason that I've got my portfolio spread across some of those ultimate in the top 10 is because sometimes they too will pop. And my ultimate game in this space is to build SAT, build Bitcoin. Uh, and eventually one day, you know, I, I, I don't know if Bitcoin's going to take over the world. I, I've got no grandeur plans like that. It's about making returns on investment for me. So I do hold some of these other assets, not because I know what the projects are doing, not because I intensely follow the projects, but because of the nature of this marketplace and having that severe volatility, I've got the position where if it does pump it into a two, three, four, five, whatever X it does, I can move back back into Bitcoin and I know it's going to fall back because they always do. So it's about understanding your environment. You guys have heard me talk about it before. Understanding your environment is really, really key in any asset class, and that's why I hold things outside of Bitcoin. I want to ask you another question that is purely opinion and and speculation, Um, and that is when the markets went crazy in 2017, the altcoins went crazy as well. Of course, a lot of those altcoins have crashed some of them you know 99 percent in value but even the best of them you know at least 50 percent yeah um and more do you think that that rise of altcoins was a one-off built on hype or do you personally believe that there is going to be another altcoin season that brings those beyond the top 10 i'm not just talking eos yeah. dollar i'm talking about you know, those that are from 100 on down to number 300 in market cap. And they just jump up, yeah. Look, I mean, it's already happening. We have seen some tokens in the last, even the last couple of months that have gone from like a four cent valuation to a, hundred, to a dollar valuation. We're seeing it does repeat. But certainly at the moment, it's much more a needle in a haystack than it is about, you know, a rising tide rises all ships. I, I certainly am not in the position where I, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, so I, I just don't know whether it will happen again. But w- one thing I can definitely say is that the the buzz and the vibe and the hype around that 2007, especially ICOs, I mean, let's not forget, yes, we did see XRP moon. We, we saw a lot of tokens go absolutely nuts, but a lot of the ones that did the biggest returns was straight off the back of an ICO. And that was built purely on hype and speculation. 
And people ask me, you know, what do you look at fundamentals in crypto? And I say that I personally, as an investor who's been in traditional markets and looks at a PLC, you can break down the numbers. I go that the really the only similarity we have between crypto and traditional markets is team. Because we, we, we really don't know how their treasury looks. We don't know how much money they've got. We don't know when they get any revenue. We This space is built on rumour. It's built on news. It's built on announcements. It's very difficult to gauge that. I do think we will see another run. Um, I, I, I believe it's going to come from a more mature investment class. I, I think it'll be... You know, you're, you're 35 plus, the professionals that have a portfolio that are playing in traditional markets, your, your mums and dads that have got a self-managed super fund, as we call it here in Australia. I'm not sure what it's quite called in, in the US and, and abroad, but where they can manage their own portfolios. I, I speak to a lot of people that run family offices. And I know they're getting involved. I, I do see that the, the you know that they are knocking on the door of another altcoin run. And because of that, that's why I focus my attention within that top 10 because these people have got a they've got a lack of um, reliable information that they can source to allow them to actually make decisions. So if they're going to have a struggle to get the information they're used to receiving, then it's going to be the top ten they're going to play within. I think we will see some significant gains, especially from those top ten performers that have been there for several years. I mean, we talk about XRP's been there for quite a while, Litecoin's been there for quite a while. Um, EOS, Stellar, Ethereum, obviously. Um, and we've got to, you know, between Tron and Cardano and BSO, they, they all sort of dabble around. But, but if, if you're within that sort of top 10, it's the path of least resistance for an investor that's going to put in 50 grand as opposed to the 2017 run, which was five or $500. So I think that's, that, that's the reason I've invested where I've invested within that top 10 based purely on speculation, um, I think we'll see it happen again as far as a run. I just think it'll be in different places with different money. It's definitely interesting watching this thing grow and 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 just watch where it's all headed. Maybe what is what is some advice that you would that you would give folks, you know, that are maybe sort of you know beginning investors or moderate, you know, medium sort of uh, intermediate sort of investors now through the end of the year. Here we are. You know, there's less than two months left of 2019 2020 is right around the corner as joel mentioned the happening is happening now in about six or seven months like what are some of the key things that as we finish up this year that we should be aware of look this is my personal opinion of course i mean i don't have a crystal ball and i i'm you know this is this is I can only speak on the back of my experience and where I'm where I'm focusing my attention. So I just want to make that very, very clear. But from my point of view, I, I think that um, to, to look forward, to, to look to look at what we have currently within this space is extraordinarily valuable. I, I don't think enough people that are in this space, I, I don't think they, t- I mean, the, old, the old saying is you do really well in business when you take yourself out of the business and you work on the business. I truly believe a lot of the people that are currently in the space are working on the business. They're focused on Twitter. They're focused on YouTube. They're focused on Facebook. They're focused on bitching and moaning or having opinions. That's not where the focus should be. Your opinion means jack to anybody who means anything. And everyone needs to realize that, myself included. No one cares what you think. What you need to think about is who are people that are important, that do care, and then start to understand why they're caring. So it's understandable. If you, if, if you consider someone like Warren Buffett, that is, you know, you know, someone who's widely known globally, is one of the 
well, probably the best investor of our time, right? He is holding massive stores of cash right now, and he's been building his cash portfolio and reserves for quite some time, a couple of years. Now, he's not trying to catch the top, and he's not trying to buy the bottom. He's doing what I do, which is trying to – well, I'm doing what he does, I should say, which is trying to catch that chunk in the middle. But what he focuses on is what he knows based on information that is relative to his decisions, right? Now, a lot of people are just buying based or selling based off the back of someone who's on Twitter who's got 100,000 followers. This is not a wise thing to do in your, if you're investing. If you're going to buy equities or bonds or gold or silver, do you think the hedge fund managers out there are going to be looking to Twitter for information? Hell no, they are not. They are going to the source. They're understanding who is coming into the market because who is walking through that door is the next wave of funding that comes into the space. The most important thing I think people can do is take their time. If they don't want to be traders as such, because one of the beautiful things about trading is that I don't need to think about all this stuff. I just trade what I see in front of me on any given day. And it, it takes a lot of that guesswork out and a lot of that like I don't, I don't claim to be someone who's knowledgeable about crypto projects. Not at all. Never have been. I, I, I'm knowledgeable about looking at the chart. If people want to get to the nitty gritty of a business, that's what they need to focus on. Who's coming into the space? What is the business? When are they getting to revenue? And listen to interviews from good sources around those businesses to see how buoyant they are. Do they still have revenue reserves? based off of what they've raised. I think that's the most important thing for the next generation that are coming into the space. Hmm. Are you familiar with uh, a trader out there who goes by the name CryptoFace? No, but I've got to caveat that, guys. I don't, like, I know a bunch of good guys in the space. I don't, I don't follow what they say. I don't listen to what they say as far as, like, I don't subscribe to anyone else's theories. And, and I say right. that from a point of non-ignorance. Uh, and, and non-arrogance. Um, it's just when you spend so long to get good at something, you kind of have to put the blinkers on a little bit and just back yourself. Because I'm the only one that makes my decisions, right? But no, I have not heard it. Right on. Well, if you guys want to learn how to trade, uh, well, I was we just met this guy at a conference, and uh, he, he's an interesting cat. Anyhow, well, if you, you guys say he's a good to... dude, then he's a good dude in my eyes. Well, I don't know if he's good. a good dude yet or not. He was nice. I just don't know, you know, if what he was – teaching and speaking about is legit or not but we're going to have him on the show sometime in the future because cool. he was a fascinating character he wears a mask that's part of his uh his shtick and uh kind of makes me stand well out. so do i yeah the, the face that everyone's used to seeing i'm actually a 17 year old woman and um i just have i've got this like voice profile that makes me sound a lot more mature and i pretend like i'm a bald head. Mm. that's good that's all right when you when you, you find identify when you, with whatever you like when you finally meet me, you'll both fall in love. And that's why we sort of kept that distance, boys. I'm already in love. Uh, we've got a great <laughs> link for you guys that can get you 10% off on uh, Trader Cobb's trading courses. And if you go to badco.in forward slash trader, and you can use the code BADCRYPTO in all capital letters, one word, BADCRYPTO, mm. you'll get 10% off of anything when you do that. And uh, Craig's got a lot of good stuff there and how, how many people do you have following you now god i uh i don't know we, we've 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 helped a lot of people boys but there's one other thing like last time i was on the show 
I said I was going to have this checklist up for, for the patrons. Now, I've got to say a big, a big, deep sorry that it wasn't ready as soon as I had hoped to. We, we got called to this London show. We had to fly it to London. It's been a hectic last couple of months for us, so it did take a little bit longer. So what we're doing for the Bad Crypto crew is for the first 100 people that go to the website, and uh, there's a course called Crypto Trading 101. You'll see it there in the, in the course profile. It's normally 50 or 49 US dollars for that course. If you enter in in caps, bad free. Yes, it's just how it sounds. B A D F R E E. You will get access to that course. It's an hour and forty. I'll take you through a bunch of what I do, how I do it, why I do it, um, and as a as a heartfelt apology for uh, not having everything organised as we had hoped to last month. Uh, you guys, uh, you, the first 100 listeners that get on to that will get that course absolutely free. You'll learn a lot of the cradle trading strategy that I use, breakouts, market dynamics. I mean, it's an hour and 40 of content from me. You know, We spend a lot of time on that. So uh, I wanted to make sure that everybody who's aware that they have access to that. It won't cost a cent. Oh, snap. Yeah. That's very generous. There you go, guys. Great. Go to the badco.in forward slash uh, trader and then click on the courses go to the one called cryptocurrency trading 101 and put the coupon code i just went to the website so you'll see um uh, towards the top of the page have a coupon click here to enter yep. your code put in bad free yep. and uh, take advantage of uh, tr- uh craig's kindness and look guys the, the, the big the big thing here is like i say it a thousand times but Unfortunately, for whatever reason, and look, I understand human the way humans work, right? When when you when you when you're up, you're up. When you're down, you're down. When you're up, you want to spend it. When you're down, you don't. Education is the most important investment you'll ever make, and this is one that will not cost you a goddamn cent. When the markets aren't performing, that's when you need to be educating yourself. And as much as I scream it from the goddamn rafters, people just don't do it. So get to there. Get that course because you want to be equipped, whether you wish to be a trader or not. My brand is Trader Cobb, yeah? So it sounds like you have to be a trader to do it. No, incorrect. How many of you held through 2018, uh, sorry, 2017's bull run and didn't get out? I'd suggest a lot of you. How many of you have held tokens that have run up to run straight back down? It's not just about trading. I <laughs> it's about learning how a market goddamn works to help I got wrecked, I got wrecked. <laughs> Man, I feel like walking around with a baseball bat sometime, boys. I mean, oh, goodness me that, yeah, it, it, it's not just about trading, guys. It, it's about understanding markets. And if you don't understand markets, then uh, good luck to you. I got one word, dragon chain. <laughs> I have not heard anything about dragon chain for quite some time. So, Travis, bring it out. Come on, it got up over $5 back in uh, January 2018 because under some rumors, well, the head of payments for Starbucks was on their board of advisors and there was all this stuff going on around how, you know, it was looking good. And then the SEC started peeking into their business and now they're trading at about three cents. Oh, speaking of which, well, I've got you on this. You guys interview some pretty cool people, as do I on my show, right? Now, I've noticed a lot of the people that, that I respect in, in, in business, and these are people that are coming into this new world that we call blockchain, digital assets and whatnot. Now, there are a lot of people talking about doing ICOs, IEOs, STOs, this sort of thing. Now they're going to convertible notes and raising through a more traditional sense. Have you guys been getting wind of that as well? Have you, have you found since the SEC has come in and kind of tightened the noose a little bit and investigated a few different companies, 
it seems to be that the model is changing yet again from traditional players entering the space that are looking to get ICOs, IEOs, STOs into convertible nodes and traditional VC models. Have you guys had any experience with like seeing that sort of thing as well? I caught wind of something, but it was just Travis farting. I caught so. wind of something too, but it, but it was an STD. How do you get an STD from wind? <laughs> Dude, it's magic. It's 2019. You be careful. Um, I don't know. I, I can't say that I've seen that, but now I'm going to keep my antenna. Uh, yeah, mate, put, put, put your uh, convertible note antenna up because it seems to be that uh, – I know a few respectable people that, are, that have put their projects on hold for quite some time that are now looking at that new option, and that is only one reason. It's a knock-on effect from the way that the SEC and different regulating bodies have come back to bite – uh, ICO raises that were doing everything perfectly legal at said time, and they're coming back to give them a little bit of a nibble on the old uh, on the old backside. You know, yeah. there's fish that eat the eat the eat the skin off your feet in mm-hmm. Thailand. You ever done that? You guys done that? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of it's you know, I think away. America America overregulating on things and scaring away good projects as they mm. leave to great places like the country you're in. You're in Malta, in which Malta. is the yeah, the, the blockchain country, the island over there where they take on all kinds of projects and America just kind of runs them all off. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, there's definitely a different agenda. I mean, look, look, I, I, honest, I haven't been to the show. I haven't done anything yet. I've just come into the place, found the water, had a swim, and, uh, yeah, talking to you, looking up at a, what's it called? The, uh, Claude Monet. It's, it's not an original, I'll be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this show has to bring because um, it's, it, it's a very well-organized production from what I hear. Yeah, heard and, great uh, things. We've never mm. been. Yeah, good luck. Well, mate, it's only – I mean, how, how many hours from, from where you are? It can only be like 12 or 14. Right? I've flown 28. Get your ass over here, boy. Yeah, Travis. <laughs> Move it. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. The, the longest flight I think I've taken so far was uh, from San Francisco to Singapore. That was about 16 hours. Well, that's a I'm good start. Well, try, try adding another eight hours on top of that, boy. Uh, you, well, I can tell you what, you come out here, I'll take you fishing. How about that? I prefer you, you, you need to call me man. You need to respect me. I Sorry. identify as a man. My pro, Sorry, but my but so, so in, in, in Australia, like the, the biggest compliment <laughs> that I certainly wouldn't say on your show, all right? So, you know, <laughs> being, being, being my boy is like being my man, being my mate. But, you know, oh, there sure. Go. How, about, how about Thanks. Sir? Sir Travis. Thanks, is that, boy. Is that great better, boy. Sir, sir, what do you guys say? Though? You, you say, you, you say uh, my guy, my guy. Like, what the, what the hell's a guy? Yeah, my guy. What? We say that to the women, too. You know, basically, it's a Midwest <laughs> type thing here in the States. Hey, hey, hey you guys. Right? And that, that means everybody. It's the men and the women there. And in the oh, South. They say y'all, you know, y'all. Like, you all. I love and that. then if it's if it's everybody, then it's all y'all, all y'all. That's see, all I, y'all. Like, see, like the, the, this this is language I understand. As being an Australian, we abbreviate, and we've got our own language, man. Like, we got our own we got our own thing going down. And I appreciate y'all. I, I really do. I really do. I think y'all is. A, I get that. It makes perfect sense to me. Save time and get the message across fast. Most excellent. Well, Trader Cobb, thanks for the <laughs> November update, mate. And uh, we are still talking, gang, about doing bad crypto down under oh, yeah. for early next year. The discussions are discussifying, and we will keep you posted on it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Look, we, we, uh, we are just, we, we, we're certainly discussifying this, and we're going to have some discussifying meetings to meetingly 
discussify these details and furtherest most mostest detailists more discussifications yes we got to further off high the discussifications exactly and while you're at it guys don't forget y'all get that goddamn course bad free it's yours for nothing and guys i'm sorry i'm so wrecked have you been flown for 28 hours no i have i have flown not total but like a traveling my longest was i think 33 hours of travel uh, because I live in the middle of America and there's uh, in, in Kansas City, there's not direct international flights. So I always got to fly to somewhere to fly mm. to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes like I think the longest was when we flew to Bali, when I flew from Kansas City to Denver, I think, or Kansas, no, Kansas City to L.A., L.A. to Hong Kong, Hong Kong oh. to Bali. Just with all the layovers and everything, it was 33, yeah. 34 hours is horrible. Yes, it isn't pretty, but I tell you what, there's a reason why this bloke's got uh, about 15 kilos overweight and no hair on his head. It's because he works too hard. But ladies and gentlemen, it's because mm. I want to help you out. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. I'd love to. Uh, sure. You're not going to be in Singapore, are you? I'm, not gonna, I'm, well, I'm, I'm probably seeing you in February. At this time, we're going to keep the conversations going. Thanks, Craig. It's been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Well, there you go, gang. The latest monthly update from Mr. Craig, a.k.a. Trader Cobb, and he'll be back in December for an update then as well. And we did not know he was going to give away his cryptocurrency trading 101, Travis, did we? Yeah, we did not know that, and but now he does. So you can actually put in the coupon code BADFREE, B-A-D-F-R-E-E, uh, at tradercobb.com forward slash global. That's a free 100-minute course. Where he basically does crypto trading 101, mate. You can go there and learn all the things. You have to find that particular course in his list of courses, put it in your cart, and then when you go to check out, there'll be a place that says, you got a coupon code, you put it in right here, and that's where you put in the bad free. Otherwise, uh, it's, it's not a landing page just for that one item. So you got to do a little bit of work to find it, but you know it's, it's free, and it's probably not bad. It's probably really good. We can't do everything for you. We can lead. We can lead the horse to water, but we can't make you drink. I mean, we 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 can get you to sign up for eToro, but we can't get you to fill through and find you know connect your bank account and buy crypto. We can't hold your hands. Stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.